Welcome back, everybody, to the Off the Tracks podcast with uh, your host. I am Travis Miller of Boiler Upload, and with me, as always, is Purdue's all-time touchdowns leader, Corey Sheets. How are you doing, Corey? I'm on yourself, Travis. I am good. I'm good. And uh, I know we're a little late this week. It's been a busy week. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about both Michigan and Minnesota this week. As always, we thank Reindeer Shuttle for sponsoring us. We appreciate everything that they do for us. Just remember to take them from Indianapolis or Chicago airports to West Lafayette because, as always, driving to the airport sucks. And, of course, what sucked was Saturday night's loss to Michigan. We might as well just go ahead and touch on this. I mean, kind of win as expected, don't you think, Corey? I mean, yeah, but uh, I will say – they looked a lot better versus Michigan than they did versus Ohio State. I do agree with that. Um, it would have been interesting to see how this game would have been had they not fallen behind 17 nothing in, what, first 11 minutes or so? I mean, I think that was just the anxiety of the game. It happens real fast. <laughs> but once everything <laughs> settled down, you see they started playing a lot better. I, I was very pleased with the defense, which is not something you say very often in a 41 to 13 game, but they kept Purdue in it. And after that disastrous start to only be down 20 to six at halftime, and they actually got the, a couple stops to start the second half. Uh, I know Purdue struggled to move against statistically the best defense in the nation, but Purdue's defense did enough to at least give them a chance into the second half. Don't you agree? Uh, yes, I do. I believe if we had a star wide receiver out there, Carr would have had some help because he was out there running for his life. Uh, yeah. It, it surprised me. He seemed a lot quicker uh, this game than he did in any other game previous. And it made me wonder why he wasn't running more. <laughs> I thought I don't think he was so much quicker as I felt like he was more decisive. Uh, he had that one 10 or 15 yard run right before halftime that set up the second field goal. And it was one where he spotted it early that he had a crease. And that's kind of what he has needed to do for a couple weeks. He's been very hesitant on when to go. But that was a moment where he saw a spot and he took it. And that's that really stood out to me. I mean, and I know it's only one play in a game, but it stood out to me as something that was very different. No, that's the exact play I'm talking about. And I believe it was one more he could have ran either before that or after that. He could have ran and he took the sack. And I was like, oh, man, you could have just keep, just keep doing what you've been doing. Like, <laughs> But uh, it's good to see the guy still have some fight in him. I'm not sure what it was. After a while, it just seemed like it just took a toll on him because the score started coming kind of effortlessly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out Michigan is very good at the game of football, and uh, put up they put up three touchdowns there in uh, about a span of fourteen minutes, and they, that's what they do. Uh, I know they've had a couple of games this year where they've started a little slowly, but they're a team that just wears you down in the second half, but. One of the bright spots is Purdue scored the most points of anybody this year against them. So, like like you said, you go out, you put up some points, and you got something to build on at least. I mean, I know the score doesn't look like it 
just because they got got a little outrageous toward the end. But they were in it for a little while, or they could have made it a game if they had a, made another touchdown or field goal here. But they wasn't blown out as most probably would have expected. Right. I mean, they forced the first two possessions of the second half when Purdue was only down 20 to six, they forced Michigan to punt. So they had two possessions to get within a score, which again, after you fall behind 17, nothing. I mean, early on, it looked like Michigan was just going to walk away with this, but uh, Purdue really settled in and made some plays. They got you know, they did get some bounces. You have the muffed punt. You have Michigan getting stuffed on fourth and that fourth and short, which I got I got to ask your opinion because I saw this multiple times this week and I saw it in the Miami and uh, NC State game. How how rough is it to run up the middle out of the shotgun on fourth and short? <laughs> um, I mean, it all depends on your line. I've had some lines where it wasn't too fun. <laughs> and you're usually getting hit maybe two or three yards in the backfield. But I've had some lines to where I know if I got to them, I could have a safe landing when I uh, took off and jumped over them. Or if I needed to get those tough yards, I know if I bear my, my head in their back, they'd move forward. <laughs> so it all depends on what, what them guys up front are doing. So honestly – it just seems like it's particularly hard to do it straight out of the shotgun because you're starting what five, six, seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. And our, our, our team, I don't believe we should keep doing it. Um, uh, we have a solid big man package. We bring those guys to and, and get on the center and go, go get it. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure the, sure the fascination with being in shotgun all the damn time, but. but it's so rare to be encouraged by a blowout loss like this especially one that eliminates you from bowl consideration but i i really do think that you what you take from this is it was not as bad as it looked like it was going to be after a quarter and sometimes that's that's the best you could do really yeah the team kept fighting and kept trying and kept trying to fight and that's all you can ask in a game like that Mm-hmm. But moving forward, Minnesota, what you think there? Well, uh, the good news about Minnesota is they are a Big Ten West team. And uh, you're going to like this. The Big Ten West, I knew they were bad offensively, but I looked at the numbers today. Six of the seven teams rank worse than the top 100 offenses in all of FBS level football. <laughs> uh, what, what does that mean? You, yeah, it was a lot of numbers you just spent out just now. <laughs> okay, so the, there's 130 teams at the FBS level. So, you know, okay. Big Ten, Pac 12, all that. Yeah. Six of the seven teams aren't yeah. even in the top 100 of those 130 offensively. The best team offensively is Wisconsin at 23.6 points per game. They are 89th, tied with. Virginia Tech, who Purdue did already beat this year. 
you have Minnesota is 103rd at 21.7. Illinois, 107th at 21.1. Purdue, 108th at 20.9. Northwestern, 113th at 20.1. Nebraska, 111th at 19.9. And then, of course, Iowa, 119th best offense in the nation at 18.4 points per game. So, uh, this is going to be a lot of, like, uh, probably the Iowa game, probably a little bit like the uh, Wisconsin game where points are going to be at a premium and first team to 20 wins. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here looking at, at the team and <clears throat> the numbers are pretty much the same. Like, they just changed faces. <laughs> And Minnesota is a strange, strange team. They have won games 13-10 and 12-10. They have lost games 27-26 and 37-34 in overtime. So uh, they you really don't know what you're going to get from them. Their passing offense has struggled mightily all season long, but that's most of the Big Ten West, honestly. Um, but they are a team that, Sometimes the defense shows up, does pretty well. Sometimes the uh, defense doesn't do enough. Uh, I think it's interesting that they just lost a game 27-26 to Illinois, and that's the same Illinois team that Purdue managed to blow out a few weeks ago. So I think that's somewhat encouraging at least. I mean, I feel like this is going to be about that game. This is one of those games guy right, we can start to finish the season out. Let's win this one and start closing the season out. You know, we're not going to a bowl game, but let's go out on a winning winning streak. Mm-hmm. And this is the perfect game to start that. Absolutely, because that's what I've thought all year is I just wanted Purdue to get to this game with three wins because I felt the last three were very, very winnable games. Obviously, nothing is guaranteed, no. but you've got – three really bad offenses on us that they're <laughs> facing in the last game. I mean, and that hasn't meant a whole lot. I mean, you know, Iowa put up 20 points, and if Iowa gets to 20 points, that's usually get qualifies as a blowout for them. And then, you know, Nebraska got some breaks, and Purdue really struggled to do anything offensively. But if you have a team that is struggling to put up points, that at least should make things easier. <laughs> I mean, our defense has been playing pretty well, regardless of what's been happening the past couple of weeks. But this is going to be a good game. I feel like Purdue can win. And it's at home. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing that I thought was very, very interesting, Purdue has not even had a lead in a game since the Illinois game. Uh, wow. They have trailed in all of them. And given – that they are better at running the football this year and they've shown some promise. I I feel like getting an early lead here would be critical because then you can get Tracy and Maccabi and Downing and maybe a little bit of card and you start putting some pressure on them at first, make them play from behind. Purdue's had to play from behind for four straight games. I mean, we're not built. We're not a big play team. As far as in a passing game to where we can be behind as far as as far as come and come back with those big numbers like that. So I agree with you. We gotta either keep it close or get up early. And Purdue has not had a first quarter offensive touchdown since the Virginia Tech game. 
I, I say offensive because they had a defensive touchdown in the first quarter against Illinois. But right, yeah, right. A, a first quarter offensive touchdown has not happened since Virginia Tech. That, that's you got you got to break that streak sometime. I mean, you know, the coach is going to be in the locker room this week preaching, start fast, start fast. We start fast, everything else will, will, will carry on from there. I mean, that's pretty much what every coach says, but with numbers like that, that's, you got to emphasize that all week, all week. So, you know that's in the locker room. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Minnesota may be without their top running back, Darius Taylor. He has... 591 yards and four touchdowns, but he missed last week's game against Illinois. They have a relatively mobile quarterback in Ethan Kaliakmanis. I think that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> yeah, I've watched him a couple times. He's pretty pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he, he's got some moves. He can move a little bit. He has 10 touchdowns passing on the season and definitely has a preferred target because Daniel Jackson, 38 mm-hmm. receptions, 562 yards, and seven touchdowns. But this this has been that's been the staple for Minnesota for a while is they just have one receiver almost that they hone in on and they can hit him. I mean, when you're pretty much a, a running school, it's, it's usually only one wide receiver that gets the ball. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he, he better be he better be pretty damn good. If you're gonna be at Minnesota because they don't really throw the ball that much. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they they do have a pretty, you know, I've always seen them under P.J. Fleck as a little bit of Wisconsin light. Uh, they've got a solid offensive line. They usually have a pretty good running back. And the last two games have shown kind of what I expect to see uh, on Saturday because two years ago they won in West Lafayette 20-13. to 13. Last year Purdue went up there and won – 20 to 10 and got the last 10 points. And I believe the last five minutes of the game. So, you know, it's going to be a defensive game. Your running game is going to be critical and you need to, like you said, you need to start fast and you need to do something when you get these turnovers, you got to put some points on the board. That's what hurt Purdue so much against Nebraska is they couldn't convert what the defense was doing into points. So who are you looking to have a big game there? Honestly, I I really think that Purdue's offense has been at its best this year when Tracy and Maccabi have been kind of trading off and playing off of each other. But that works best when they get a lead. I mean, they, they did really, really well against Virginia Tech. They had a pretty good game against Illinois. I know Downing had a nice touchdown run in that game, too. And even in the losses against Iowa, uh against um ohio state when they did score it came mostly out of the running game and getting that going so you know i think that that is something that purdue needs to stress on and really they need to get them going because minnesota has a decent run defense but it is not you know it's not a brick wall by any means so is tracy back to 100 percent well, uh, it's, he looked, it's the end of the season, so I went in it. Nobody's one hundred percent, so I bet ninety percent. He had sixty-one yards against Michigan, which is pretty good, honestly. Uh, on eleven carries, averaged five and a half yards. Maccabee's got to stop putting the damn ball on the flo- on the <laughs> on the ground, man. It's like you want to love the kid, but it's like, boy, he's a, 
if if we had somebody else back there, you probably wouldn't be playing right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> he even he even had one that got overturned on review against Michigan, and I, I'm betting that even though it wasn't officially a fumble, you as a running back know that's a fumble, right? I mean, you put the ball on the ground, that's a fumble. It don't matter if you get the damn thing back or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he was down, then he put the ball on the ground, but still. <laughs> Man, look, they, they might have, they, he might have got it, like, they might not have chastised him, but they still looked at him crazy because it's like, hey, boy, you've been putting the ball on the ground once once a week now. <laughs> 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 it's become a habit and not <laughs> you got to do something correct but I, I mean I can't me personally I feel like I, I went through a spell like that so I understand his confidence is, is all in your head right now once you stop thinking about it, it he'll get back to, to holding the ball with confidence but he might have to start running like a what was that like running back for the Giants, like held it to his front. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now, man. did they ever make you? Did you ever see the movie The Program? Yeah, I did that. Uh, do you have to take a football to class, and anybody can strip it away from you? Yeah, Coach Coach Mitchell made me. Uh, cause, okay, well, it's it's messed up because when I first got to Purdue, like we was out, the freshmen was out warming up, and I was out there catching punts. This is, like, literally before the, the vets got out there. Like, nobody's out there. It's just the, the special team people warming up. Everybody gets out there finally, and they tell me to catch the last punt from the jug machine. Go to catch the ball. Ball hits me in my pinky. and I hit no other finger. I just shake it off, get ready to go warm up with everybody else. But I look at my hand before I do. And my pinky is, like, facing the opposite direction of where it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> now mind you, it's not. I don't feel no pain. It was just that initial shot when it first hit, and then I, I don't feel nothing else after that. I just happened to just look, just because I, I just looked. So I see a white thing sticking out of my glove, so I touch it, and it's hard. And I was like, "Oh, that's something ain't right. That's that's hard. That's my bone." Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, so I broke my pinky. The first ten minutes of practice at Purdue, and all they did, all they did was reset my damn pinky, and buddy tape it to my ring finger, and sent me to go warm up. And I practiced like that for like the first two months while I was at Purdue. I had a broke hand or broke. Was finger. that the year that you redshirted too, or no? Yeah. So every now and again, I put the ball on the ground just because I got one of my. I got it's funny in that hand. And it always happened in my right hand. So Coach Mitchell ended up, like, he gave me a ball and I had to carry around. <laughs> like, all <in> class. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's something that can help him out, man, I'm all for it. Because I, I like Devin. I know we talked to his family last year. And uh, he, he's a good player, but it's holding him back this year. I mean, 558 rushing. How much more does he have if – he can get it if they could trust him and keep him in the game. <laughs> I mean, shit. How many more yards could he have got if Purdue was still on the field? And they, <laughs> <laughs> he's losing a lot of them, ain't he? Yeah, uh, he. Uh, <laughs> I think officially he has fumbled eight times in nine games. And, and how many have we lost? Uh, far too many. <laughs> right. I think. 
I think he's lost at least four or five of them. But still, you you put that ball on the turf, anybody can get it. I mean, yeah, that's that's killing the drive. That's killing killing the team's confidence in you. The linemen start looking at you crazy, like we busting ass. You can't even hold him to the ball. Honestly, what helped me, I started sleeping with it. I. And if, you, can, if you can subconsciously hold the ball while you're sleeping, you can subconsciously hold the ball when somebody knocked the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> and he did have a 100-yard game against Ohio State. So he, he moved the ball well there. Uh, really, the only game where he was really, really limited was uh, Syracuse. He put it on the ground three times that game. And that's three times too many. <laughs> and 12 carries. <laughs> On twelve that's, carries. That's crazy. I don't know what's the what's the percentage on that. Twenty five percent. Well, he had four catches. He might have had one after a reception, but still, oh, uh, you know, sixteen touches. You fumble it three times. That's, that's crazy. That's that's, that's not going to get you to stay on the field. <laughs> I mean, I mean, coach, coach got a lot of faith in people that mess up, so he had to kick him miss four field goals that day, or three field goals. <laughs> Well, that, that was against Ohio State, but against yeah. against Syracuse, that was the one where everything went wrong. I think Purdue, as a team, fumbled like six or seven times in that game. So it wasn't just mockery. I think I was drinking heavy that game. I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't bad weather. That was nice weather that night. I was there. I know. It was like, how could you play like this? I mean, everybody has their bad days, but man. Who, who, who you got? Uh, I'm still confident in this team. I, I believe, like you said earlier, this is a great chance to start a winning streak. You're building for next year. you got a lot of guys that are coming back next year. You know, you unfortunately played on a couple teams that didn't make bowl games and everything. Once you're eliminated, does it kind of ha- almost become a, uh, a free tryout for the next season for anybody that's coming back or what? Um, yes and no. I mean, I forget what year it was that we didn't go to a bowl game, but I feel like that was the year it was. I was coming to my eye. I know either the show was all mine or I forget what year it was, but it's something like that. For some guys, yeah, you're auditioning the next three games because you can mess around and win a starting job because What's there to lose? You're gonna get the seniors their numbers, help them try to get to the NFL if they got that possibility. Everybody else, we're playing it for the future, coach. Look what I can well, do. I'd like to I'd like to see something like happen your your red shirt freshman year, the first year you played. That was the year Purdue started in the top fifteen. They won their first two games against Akron and at Arizona, then dropped six in a row. <laughs> Man. <laughs> but they Anything responded else? and they won the last three games of the year. Gotcha, and I think yeah. that's that's what can happen with this team, I think. That was the year we didn't go to bowl game, right? Yep, no bowl game that year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just some tough losses too. Minnesota, Notre Dame, Iowa, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Penn State, all in a row. But then they rebounded and they got Michigan State, Illinois, and Indiana in the last – Three games. I think I even remembered running into because um, my my That's dad's something. business partner used to have a tailgate, and Mike Otto would occasionally show up at it. And after uh, we played, we won at Indiana down at their place, right? 
Uh, yeah, forty-one fourteen. That was my, okay. Yeah, that was my first start. Oh, okay, okay. And I killed it. I think I only had yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred forty yards or something like. That. It was something ridiculous. <laughs> but like you said, you were given the chance there, and you you made a statement. That's what we want to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that game vividly. <laughs> but I, I going back to what I was saying. My dad's business partner used to have a tailgate and Mike Otto would occasionally show up because he's from around my hometown. And I remember him walking up after I think it was the Michigan State game when they broke the six game losing streak. And that was one relieved man. I got to tell you, he was like, oh, man, thank God. So I'm not sure how many years you played with Otto, but uh, I know he was a long time offensive lineman and. He, I mean, it's got to wear on you. It was just nice to see the relief on his face that day, and I'll never forget that. And I think that's what this team needs. They just need to beat somebody to feel good for a week. Now, now I was say, now that you, you bring that season up, I'm sitting here thinking about, about a lot of things are coming back. It was a lot of stuff going on in our locker room that y'all probably don't know about. <laughs> I have always wondered that. I have always wondered that because oh I was – I, w- I went to that game at Minnesota that uh, you guys lost in double overtime, and it was a wild game. And then the next week was a night game against Notre Dame, and for a game that was supposed to be a lot closer than it was, Peru got blown about out. Blown out, right? Yeah. 49-28, and I don't even think it was that close. I think it was like 35-7 at one point. And you're just like, what? what is going on? Yeah, and that was a that. team that was supposed to be a threat to win the Big Ten title because they didn't play Michigan and Ohio State. So I, I would love to hear what you have to say about that. Statute of limitations is passed on it. Yeah, I still ain't going to tell it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was, man. When I say it was bad, just from – People fights to people we thought somebody was about to die at one point. Like literally, the meeting before we go to get on a bus to go leave to a game, somebody gets into a fight, and oh my god, it's all this somebody. Man, it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I figured something was up because uh, I it was. Um, I know your guy, Bernard Pollard, and I know he's one of your guys. There yeah. was a game where he just absolutely pile drives somebody. And I forget, yeah, and I forget who he celebrated with afterward. And I just remember thinking, well, that's great, but you made the tackle 17 yards downfield and they got the first down. <laughs> yeah, it was it was Lawrence Maroney on the sideline, the right sideline, right sideline. God damn, picked him up. Damn, yeah, he was like 20 yards up the field, though. <laughs> and, and there were a couple moments that season. It's like, okay, guys, I, I appreciate your I appreciate your excitement, but we don't need to be celebrating a tackle 20 yards down the field as they're lining up on first down. <laughs> I mean, did we what? Did we lose that game? No, against Minnesota. Yeah, that was double overtime. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. But hey, I, I mean, I, I feel like that was that sparked something. We I think we either came back after that. No, no, that started the six-game losing streak. No, not the loss. I'm just talking about, like, it kicked off. Like, we started playing better after that. Well, it it was – I remember it was a game where 
Purdue was up one and they got a pick six late from Dan Bick and mm-hmm. went up eight. So North Minnesota managed to tie it on like a fourth down play with less than a minute to go. And then they get the two to send it to overtime. So Purdue had like three, four opportunities, including one in the overtime where they could have ended the game with one defensive play and they right. weren't able to do it. And that was just one of those, uh Oh, this, this ain't a good sign right now. <laughs> yeah. Remember that game. It was a good game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know you had a big run in that game, too. It was a kickoff. With, no, was it a run? Yeah, it was a run. Because I, I had a, if I'm not mistaken, I dropped the uh, kickoff the play before. And, and Gerard Roy was telling me to stay in. But I, I wanted to take it out, but I had stepped out. You know, that, that indecisive, I'm going to go back in. Like, oh, you can't take a knee. Now, now you got to go. <laughs> they five yards away now. <laughs> <laughs> got to do something. <laughs> got to do something, right. <laughs> then the very next play, they, they're like, all right, we're going to give you the ball. Like, first of all, I'm tired. <laughs> 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 and they ain't going to make it a sweep. Like, oh, I can't make it a downhill play. And then I busted it, like, for 80 yards or 88 yards or something like that. It was something weird. But, yeah. I was like, man, if I wasn't so damn tired, I probably could have scored. <laughs> yeah, I think they caught you from behind, unfortunately. No, he didn't catch me from behind. It was an angle. He was running with me the whole time. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> we're not, we not going to put that on tape. You <laughs> 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 never got caught me from behind. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, man. Hey, that's well, a big right. thing in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. We can start to uh, wind things down here. What are you looking to see on Saturday, other than a win, hopefully? Um, I'm not gonna harp on it too much, but Mark gonna want him to hold the ball. I like to see Carr put those legs to use a little bit more than he has been. I believe that might be the key to what's been missing to produce offenses. Carr using his legs. Uh, honestly, Brown makes some smart decisions coaching. <laughs> you mean Walters? Not Brown. Walters, not Brown. Sorry. <laughs> Brown's busy right now. He's at Louisville. They're playing right now. So, yeah, t- I'm sorry, yeah, Walters. But yeah, I see Walters <laughs> make some uh, some some smart coaching decisions. I I think he's. I still think he's doing okay. You know, this is a Purdue team that was thin to start the year, and like you said, nobody's fully healthy at this point in the season, and you just have some bad breaks and everything, but. It is a good chance to turn things around and build some momentum for next season. So that's that is what I'm looking to see. I want to see some fight, get a W, and then see what happens these last two games. Because you don't you don't want to lose, miss a bowl game, and give the bucket up in a few weeks. Oh, he he for damn sure better not give the bucket up. I don't care about not going to a bowl game, but I'm more so wanting to see. Like, all right, it's they're not going to a bowl game, so what's there to lose? Mm-hmm. Let's let it go. Let it fly. Let's let's, let's see some on the edge coaching. <laughs> Methodist conservative stuff. <laughs> That's more well, so there, what I say. There does exist a scenario where Purdue can still win the Big Ten West, but it would be in a seven way tie with everybody else in the division. And technically Nebraska would win the tiebreaker, but it would be a four it would be a seven way tie at four and five. So I ain't thinking about that nonsense. 
Yeah, but if you if you tie for first place, you hang another banner. No, you don't hang another banner. Nobody wins in that situation. No, because Nebraska, because Nebraska got it. Yeah, they they would they would own the tiebreaker with the best record within the division. So we ain't worry about that. Let's go get this Minnesota win, Brian. Let's 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 start coaching them guys hard. All right, all right. Well. That is definitely what we are looking for, and that game is 3.30 on Saturday afternoon on NBC, available on Peacock if you've got the subscription, which if you are a Purdue football fan and definitely a Purdue basketball fan, I know you've got a Peacock subscription by now. Uh, Yes, I do. I got me a Peacock. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. We will uh, be back later, uh, early next week, to talk about hopefully a Purdue victory, getting off of the – getting off the losing streak and getting a nice win here. So for Corey, for our sponsors, Reindeer Shuttle, and of course, Home Field Apparel, go to homefieldapparel.com, use code BOILERUPLOAD, buy one of their wonderful bomber jackets. They got a new Purdue bomber jacket there that looks delightful, and it is sweet. If you've not ordered from there before, Boiler Upload, the code Boiler Upload will even get you a uh, 10% discount. So oh, I, need, I need some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, go there. They got some great stuff. And if you got, if you like other schools, they've got them too. There's a lot of vintage gear. They've got some great stuff, man. Christmas coming up. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Definitely. Well, all right. We will uh, be back next week. So for Corey and for myself, Travis Miller, Boiler Upload. This has been the Off the Treks podcast and Boiler Up. BTFU. <laughs> <laughs>